Hi, I'm Joel Gould and welcome to another edition of NRL.com's Pearls Preview Pod. We're coming to you from the NRL, uh, sorry, from the QRL studios in Queensland and I'm here with Steve Renoff. Uh, good afternoon, Steve. How are you, mate? Very well. We've got uh, emails going off left, right and centre here. It's, it's, all, it's all happening, Joel. It's just the... Just keeps on giving every week, doesn't it? Rugby league. It does, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're running a little bit late uh, for listeners' benefit because I just had to do a story hmm. on the Broncos getting a hundred and forty thousand dollar fine. Uh, Sixty-five thousand of that, I think it was, was for the club, or was it the other way around? Uh, anyway, it, it was. Uh, I don't have that story right in front of me. I just filed. I should know how much they got fined. But anyway, ten players were fined. And the Broncos as a club were fined, and the total was 140000 So that was yeah. for that NRL um, biosecurity breach at the Everton Park Hotel. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's, it's a big fine and sort of showing, um, you know, they're, they're probably in a way that's all lucky that's all that's happened. I, uh, without knowing the full story, I'd be a very, uh, very upset young man if I was Tavita to, to Pengo Jr. Um, at the moment. <laughs> Um, well, he wasn't one of them. No, at, but, at this but particular he, he, he's got a he's got a very different case uh, that he's answered to. But he's been stood down for a while and fined, I think. So, um, yeah, I'd be I'd be inquiring there if I was him. Yeah, well, there is a reason for this, um, and uh, the acting NRL CEO Andrew Abdo has explained that uh, because we've seen obviously uh, some. Instances where players and officials in Sydney have breached the uh, biosecurity protocols. With they've been placed in a 14-day COVID hold, but in the case of the Broncos, um, it was determined that the risk was negligible given the conduct of the players, the timing of disclosure, and the lack of community transmission in Brisbane. So, as such, this is Andrew Abdo's uh, quote here. As such, the old advice from our experts was that there was no need for players to be placed on a COVID hold. So I get that. I, get I, that. I, I, only, I only get that because they, they can't wipe out 10 players from one team because that's the end of the comp. So that, that's just a soft option, I reckon, by uh, Mr Abdo uh, and the thing. I, I really do because, uh, what, they're going to wipe out 10 players for two weeks? I don't think so. So I think that's a soft, soft option. I think the club's got off lightly. That 145000 means nothing to them. Hundred and forty. Yeah, sorry. I, yeah, I, yeah. You know what I mean. So, uh, I I think it was fairly soft. But anyway, that's the way it is. They want the comp to keep going. Um, you know, and uh, you know, you'd like to think that you know no one else would do that. But I'm sure there'll be other breaches going forward across the league. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there will be. Well, I hope there's not. But I'm. It seems like there's players are just climbing the walls and and finding, oh, look, and look, finding it. Yeah. Uh, impossible, it seems. But then again, uh, the the rules are, are clear. Uh, we've seen we've seen the AFL be very harsh yes, on yeah. uh, a breach. Uh, one player suspended for the rest of the season, I believe. Yeah, that was full on. Uh, so the, the, yeah, I think you're right, Steve. I think I, I don't think the NRL's been harsh on the Broncos here by any mm. means. But I do I do understand I do understand that rationale. I, I, I do. Well, I, I do for the sake of the game. Uh, I, I you know. Um, they thought that they think that's harsh monetary wise, and it probably is for some of the boys. But um, you know, um, I just think when you look at other cases um, where there's been suspensions or or you know go into isolation uh, for two weeks, it's sort of like you know there's going to be a lot of questions asked anyway, especially by you know by the general public 
um, you know, who aren't rugby league fans, um, they'll be questioning what mm. what is going on there. Yeah, well, it, we seem to start every podcast with some nonsense that's gone on at the Broncos, Steve. It's uh, it's getting a bit tiresome. Oh, it is, I mate. Know, it I know is. from my point of view, it's getting tiresome writing about it. It's not the sort of story I want to be writing. No, and look, we, we all want to be talking positive about the club, to be honest. And, I mean, on top of all this, you know, we got... I think we've got a couple more injuries um, for, for the club and it's just gone from bad to worse. Well, that's right. Um, obviously, Matt Lodge is, is out. Uh, Young Flegler's. For the rest of the year. Uh, Flegler's... Uh, now, uh, look, at this point in time today, well, I think Flegler was seeing a surgeon. We look, in the next 24 hours, we might find out what the outcome of that is. Uh, Turpin obviously broke his hand yes. uh, in the game on the weekend, so he's... he's hey, what's the, the update on Corey Oates? If you don't oh, I saw him running. He was running a training today, and I don't think he's too far away yeah. uh, from, from coming back. It'll just depend on... It's been a bit more serious than we thought. You know? Yeah, well, it was a really nasty leg gash, mm. and he has had that um, staph infection in the past, so I think oh. that was a consideration yep. uh, for not rushing him back in mm-hmm. so he doesn't get that infected again. I, I'm not 100% sure on that, Steve, but I did see him... Training, he seemed to be going quite well at training uh, today, which is uh, mm. Tuesday. Is so um, none of these far away. Is the coach back this weekend? Is Anthony Seabold yeah, back? Yeah, Anthony Seabold will be back outside of the bubble, back back into the bubble uh, on Saturday, I believe. Oh, okay. I think that would end. Okay. I think he'll be back coaching the team next Monday. Okay, sweet. Yeah, obviously he's going through a, a difficult time with all the, the slander uh, on yeah, social ridiculous. media that he's dealing with. And trying to get to the bottom of, and yeah. uh, who knows where that's going to end. But the, it's, it's not, it's not pleasant for the Broncos, whichever way you look. No. At the moment, it's uh, and on the field, unfortunately, a lot of work to be done. John. On the field, it's just as disappointing. Okay, well, we'll come to the Broncos in a moment, Steve. But um, first up, um, we're going to look at the round, and we've got the Eels versus the Broncos on Thursday night. The Eels have been a bit off lately, and the Dragons got them. Yeah. The Storm have been fantastic. Uh, they beat uh, the Roosters. I know they're under strength, but the Storm also were without their, their two big stars, uh, the two Camerons, and they've had further injuries with Vunavalu breaking his jaw. Um, uh, uh, Hughes, Jerome Hughes, that is, has got a bit of a groin injury. Uh, Dale Finucane's out with a calf. Um, uh, Tino Farsamalawa. Oh, so who, 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 who's on this Friday? So Thursday night, Thursday. We've, got, we've got the Eels hosting hosting the Storm, Storm who, yes. who beat yeah. the Roosters uh, last week in a, in a great win. So. Yeah, look, you know, we thought they were going to be uh, struggle a bit last week, didn't we, uh, the Storm? And they come out and play some really good footy. Never looked like losing. No, they dominated from start to finish. And that just shows how we talk about this all the time with that team and with players coming out and how players are ready to step up. And when they come in to fill in uh, for, and you know, um, having Smith out, and they've just stood up, and it's just, mate, I was really impressed with that win. They got it. That t- they got to get a lot out of that win last week. Well, Brandon Smith, outstanding. Christian Welsh, one of his best oh. games. I think he's on track uh, to to play in the starting side for the Maroons. Yes. Um, so he 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 had a great game. Oh, look, there's so much to like about Melbourne. I, I even think. Riley Jacks, he's an unsung hero of the Melbourne Storm. He just does his business. He's doing his job, but yeah. he does it well. Yeah. That's the thing. Like what what his role is, he does does it down pat. So very impressed. Uh, wasn't impressed with the the Eels at all. They made a lot of errors. They were very uh, clunky, uh, and yeah, the Dragons 
the Dragons deserved to, to win that game, I felt. They, they were really good. They played well, and you've got to give it to them. And, you know, it's sort of, you know, that old old cliche, you know, Wayne used to use it, you know, old coach killers, and they come out and you sort of go, where's that performance been this year? <laughs> and poor old Mary cops it on his last game, which is which is a positive. But uh, he must be thinking, where's that been? <laughs> exactly. I think it's the best they've played all year. <laughs> it was. You shouldn't <laughs> laugh about it, but... Um, Oh, the but, Eels should turn it around soon, but they're not yeah. going to get it their own way against the Storm. No, not at all. Who, who are you tipping? I'm going to go the Storm because even that they have got another couple of injuries um, with players out, and um, I think one of their forwards is is out. Um, well, Dale Finuke in the lock. Finuke, Tino, Farsa, Malawi come. Yeah, well, exactly. They, the they best got young so many. forward in the game. Yes, so for me, I'm going to stick with the Storm. They just the way they play their footy. Uh, They'll, they'll outplay uh, Parramatta, I think. And I say that. I know David Fafita's got the big money and uh, Tino will be going across there with him. And David Fafita's a wonderful player. But I just think Tino's had such an outstanding year and what he brings to the table is um, superb. Uh, Parramatta's unchanged, by the way, so that's good for them. But I'm mm. still tipping Melbourne. I agree, Steve. Uh, Friday night, Panthers v Sharks. Um this is another game that's very interesting because the Panthers have been uh, playing some wonderful football and oh. continue to go from strength to strength. The uh, Sharks um, rallied yes. last week and, and uh, against the willing Titans uh, when um, Kevin Proctor was off the field. So the Panthers are unchanged from their win over the Warriors and um, the Sharks are unchanged. So yeah. that's good for both sides. It is good for both sides, I think. Um, you know, the, in that... Uh, the Sharks and um, Titans game, and they played okay for, for half the game, the Titans, and the Sharks just let rip in the end. And, you know, they, they finished that game off really well, I thought. Um, are, are they playing good enough to beat this Panthers team? I don't think so. The Panthers are keep, just keep rolling on and, uh, you know, just playing some good rugby league. I, I love, you just love watching them. Um, just, it's a pretty attractive style of footy. Um, Nathan Cleary just just amazing the way he's playing at the moment um, directing that team around well it's a whole team isn't it yeah. really and we've seen some young guys come through this year like Stephen Crichton I, I'm really impressed with him you, yeah you'd love him as oh, a centre he, he's a centre balance yeah, he's just got he's, he's a great runner and he's got a bit of size about him but um, mm. he doesn't mind following that try line either um, so no he, he's a very good player but on the flip side the, um, the Sharks are, are, are going ahead nicely and I guess they're a chance of finishing oh, in the yeah. top four, but they'd need to get on a really good run to do that. I don't think most people would think they could do it, but uh, they certainly would be looking to that because we know that historically no one can win from outside the top four, and I think it's going to be even harder this year. So it's a game, I guess, that, that if they can win it, it'll give them a great deal of confidence. Yeah, oh, look, and, and look, they, they'll rate themselves as getting close, so I don't think they will win, but they'll, they'll play... They'll be competitive uh, for the majority match, and that's the way the Sharks play. And I, I just, I just look at what Penrith have to offer and how they've been playing. Very hard to see them um, being beaten. Yeah, I agree. I'm going with the Panthers. Um, yeah, the minor premiers for this year too. Just oh, I think they will be. Yeah. I think their draw um, suggests they would be. They, yeah. They've got a by far the easier. Look, there's no easy draw, but they've got by far the easier draw of the yeah. of the top four sides. And I think they're playing the football that is required to be minor premiers, and rightly so. Uh, Friday night, the second game on Channel 9, uh, the, the, the Channel 9 game is uh, to free to air, is uh, the Brisbane Broncos obviously hosting 
uh, the St. George Illawarra Dragons, and Dragons are going to be coached by Dean Young. Yeah. Uh, now that uh, Paul McGregor has sailed off into the sunset, uh, the the Broncos have got Milford back, which is a big boost considering he had that um, hamstring injury that looked like keeping him out for longer. Unfortunately, they've lost um, uh, Tom Flegler, who's going to, as we said, he's going to see a, a surgeon today. I'm not sure how long that, that what's going to happen there at this point. Uh, that might become clearer later on uh, tonight or in the morning. Payne Haas is suspended. So yeah. we've got Joe Offahangawa and Reese Kennedy taking up the uh, slack in the middle of the field. And we've got Milford at 5'8". Uh, uh, Croft's gone. Jordan Carr, who gets his first game of the year, coming back from shoulder surgery. Isaac Luke's in for Turpin. Um, we've got Ethan Bullimore and Jamil Hopawate onto the bench. So it's a, it's a mm. massive reshift. Um, for, for them and the only change to the Dragons is Paul Vaughan coming back from his uh, COVID breach and uh, just makes unfortunately for young Tristan Saylor he's, he's um, copped it there so look the Dragons probably played their best game of the year the Broncos played their best half of the year Yeah, but, but the Broncos still got walloped and the Dragons played tough with Corey Norman having one of his best games of the season yeah. really good um, and, and Clune and Hunt and Dufty, that's the that's the spine they're going to go with. Um, I'm going to stick with. And Ravalawa had an outstanding match in attack. Yeah. We've seen him in defence, but I loved his attack last week. He was devastating. Yeah, he was. And, and I just I don't know like we said before. You know, you know we know this team is a good team and individually, and they came together last week. And you you sort of not not a coach, but you sit there and go, Where, where's this been? You know, because we know on paper they're a good team and all of a sudden they clicked and I thought if, if they repeat that this week um, they're, they're, I can't see Brisbane getting close. And Brisbane have been torn apart left, right and centre and um, you know, it's just once again all you can say is just they're, they're full of inexperience um, and I just can't see them. I, I think the, t- the Dragons will you know, they'll be looking at two in a row which is massive for them um, they come up here. They always play well up here. So, I, I just, I just look at the Broncos. They just got so much going on. Um, obviously, another couple of things. I mean, Croft is out, but um, probably right to say he had a terrible game in defence last week. And um, uh, Mills back. As I said, that that's a that's a positive. Hopefully, we can get a bit more out of him. Um, outside of that, I, I just can't see Vaughan's back for the St George. I, I can't see them beating uh, the Dragons. No, I can't either. <clears throat> Although I do believe the Broncos are going to f- have a game soon where they do play for the full 80 minutes. They're right up against it here, especially with their bench. That's not the uh, the, the, the starting 13. A lot of inexperience on the bench with Pakes, Ricky, Bullymore and Hopawato. I like some of the things Jordan Ricky did last week. Yes. Yeah. He didn't have much time, but it, he looked pro- very promising. Uh, like David Kidwell, who's from the same junior club, yeah, said okay. to me during the week, he, he said he's made of the right stuff, this uh, young lad. Mm. And I'm really, um, look, to say something really positive about the Broncos, Milford has shown a lot of toughness here. I think um, he played through with a dodgy leg um, for a couple of weeks. He's come back a lot earlier. He was had a grade two hamstring tear. Okay. That's a pretty good effort. To that is a good effort. Two weeks. And so, it shows where his head space is at, which Well, it is does. Great. And, and sometimes those injuries can come from a lower back as well. So they're not as severe as you think, but they still annoy you. Oh, you've had those, have you? Yes, a lot of uh, heap people had them. Um, I think it ended someone like Rowan Tevens 
who was an old Broncos centre, ended his career because he couldn't get his lower back right. Um, he always had hemi problems. And um, so that could have been one of those. when Because they said grade two, and I thought, well, you'd be a little bit longer with a grade two. Mm. Um, but if it's, if it's coming from your lower back, you can address that fairly quickly. Mm. Um, but no, good on him. Um, you know, he's stepping back in and um, they really need him to perform. Yeah, I always feel if Milford's in the team, even though he hasn't been at his best, that the Broncos are a lot more of a it, chance. It was just worrying again, Joel. Eight, six, half time. And just got trounced in the second half last week, you know, the Broncos. And it was just like, it was nearly like everyone was waiting for that to happen. And it did. It was, it was like predictable. Just listening to the commentary, um, they were all going, oh, it's 8-6, you know, they're 8-6 up. And um, and then as soon as something was said, they got broken. <laughs> it's like, And then it was just a tsunami of tries. Well, I've written a piece for NRL.com this week um, on why I believe Ben Eichen should be the next Broncos CEO. I think he's a man for his time. But one thing I said in the piece, and uh, yep, some people may agree or not agree, is I, I don't believe this Broncos team is physically or mentally capable of playing 80 minutes of football. No. And I think that comes back to the coaching and it comes back to the performance. Uh, and it, it's obviously something to do with the mental space of the players as well. Yep. But if you... I've spoken to some people in high performance uh, that I respect, and they, you know, if you if you are gassed, first thing that goes is effort. You, yes. you can't do it. But also, if you're mentally weak, um, that, that another oh. thing that goes is effort. Is that yeah. was that right? Oh, without a doubt. Um, How do you you, you, we, you understand? Look, we we trained under uh, Calvin Giles, you know, known as a tough trainer. But it was always wasn't a you know we had our physical fitness. But it was always a mental, um, and if that goes, I think even if um, you are physically fit, um, your mental fitness is probably more important. Um, you know, and you can, you can really fall on the heat pretty quickly, um, and that's what we see happening. And that happens, you know, just it happened last week. That second half, it was just like, where'd they go? Um, How do you train for mental fitness? Can you explain that? Like you, you, you well, obviously had psych, sports psychologists like Phil Johnson yeah, work with the, you, but what, what's the key message for mental strength? Well, it's, it's pushing yourself to that edge, you know, and, and Callum George used to always talk about, you know, get to the edge, get to the edge, and um, we said, you know, we'd have a joke, and we said, well, we're looking over it, and he said, well, just push a little bit harder. <laughs> and um, so, you know, you do that, and even though it, it hurt and it hurt physically, um, that then transferred to the field. So when we got in tough situations, we knew, you know, just it was just muscle memory. And we talked about that the other week. And it's that muscle memory, you know, oh, we've been here before. We're all right. You know, we'll get through this. Put another effort in. And usually that effort, that little bit of effort from someone, we then come up with a result. So then it was like, oh, that worked. Hmm. Um, and it, But it's, it's, you train to that. So we, we train to that mental um, capacity, and and we did. We as we said, we, it was a bit of a joke, but it was true. He said, you know, we'd always go to the edge um, and have a look over, <laughs> never go over. <laughs> but it, it was it was just the thing, and that's the way we trained. And I'll tell you now, you know, we trained that hard, um, just and just play with our minds. But we we did it, and it, it did. It just transferred to the field and. That's why we're always there for each other. So, you know, if if one person wasn't up, we have, we've talked about this before, someone else would, would pick up. And, and that's another problem with the club. They're not doing that. So they're all falling in a heap. 
but there's no one else, some, one person just to say, oh, I'll take a big run here and I'll pick you up, you know. I um, think one of the things too, Steve, the messaging that they're getting from the coach over the... I keep know, hearing no, he's that. Not, I know he's not in there at the moment, but earlier on in the piece he was often talking that, oh, we, you know, we, we are defending, so we're under fatigue, and so therefore... You know that we don't have the football. If we can get the football, we can we can do better and win the game. I'll say this: South oh. Sydney had forty three percent of the ball, and you didn't hear any excuses coming out of them when they beat no. North Queensland. I do think that that's really giving the players an out when they when they're hearing, oh, you know, we don't have the football, so therefore we're not expected to win. Wrong. Well, there, there's wrong. been a, yeah wrong because there's been a lot of things that happen. Um, he's like, and look, it's not picking on C's, but he is the coach. So go back a few weeks or, or whatever and um, they lost, had a bad loss and no players fronted up. That's not good. So that's that's not good to the to the post-match um, conference. Oh, yeah, that Maybe. was earlier on the piece. Look, I think that, to be but, fair, but, there was a reason for that, but it was was it was poor. It was poor. Well, the only, no, re- only reason why I say that, Joel, that, that's... It was poor. It's no. poor because those boys need to... That, that's how you build leaders. Mm. And they say they've got no leaders. Well, you can't hide them. No, um, you know, if you if you're going to make the young follower a captain, he's got to stick his hand up. Well, he does, and I'll say this for Carrigan, he yeah. always fronts, and yeah. uh, he. I think it's a real battle for him, uh, to be honest. But he's he's doing the best he can. Oh but, yeah, but, no, but you're right. To... You're 100 percent right on everything you said, Steve. Yeah. And um, I I think it's a combination of all those ingredients yeah. that are missing. Yeah. Like you said, one falls down, they all fall down. Yeah. And the the team was like a. 180 degrees opposite in the second half, wasn't it? Well, how many times have we seen that this year? We've seen that multiple times. They haven't scored in the last 20 minutes the last five games. (laughs) I know. What was it? Um, 18-0 up against Manly earlier on the year? I think it was, yeah. They got done. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Anyway, we've spent a long time talking about the Broncos. And look, if we had the answers, you'd love to have the answers. I don't have them. I don't I think Ben Eichen will have them. I think he's not probably got them right now. He needs to get inside those four walls. But I hope that he does, and because I think he can do something, I, I really yep. do. And I agree. the Broncos need a new a new era. Okay, we go to um, Saturday's game, and we're both tipping the Dragons. Ah, uh, yes, yep. the Titans v Raiders. Uh, this is a huge game for the Gold Coast. Uh, now tonight, obviously, when people hear this, the result law would be known. So we, there's not much point talking about it. Kevin Proctor's going in, yeah, um, for his judiciary. Yes. Um, about that alleged bite, so we, we don't know what's going to happen there. And like by the time this gets processed, this this podcast, uh, the result will already be known. So there's not much point in no. talking about it. I think enough's been said, to be honest. But um, what has happened to the Titans? Unfortunately, they have lost Jairo to a shoulder and uh, and Dale Copley to a, to a um, a pec injury. Peck, yeah. So um, in, in comes young Tonomapia, and Mo Fotoaka goes back to lock. And uh, Jared Wallace uh, to to front row. Look, they're playing good footy. Uh, there's no doubt that they're, they're just falling short against the better teams, aren't they? They're getting mm. done by yeah. six to twelve. That that sort of landmark. Yeah, it is. And, and look, they they are. They're, they're playing okay. I, I think they're going to be a lot weaker without Joy Arrow. Uh, that that's a mm. big loss for him. He is um, a big loss. Yeah, and he has been playing some really good footy. So, I look. I. I'm excited for the Titans the way they've been playing. I'm not as excited as I think someone called them the Mighty Titans the other week and was like, really? But anyway, um, you know they've won one game and they've all of a sudden turned around and they're Mighty Titans. But uh, I don't really think they're there on that track yet. Um, and this is what I mean. This is they're playing some good footy. 
I think the coaches got them they're mentally right. But if they lose a player like Joy Arrow, I, I think they'll fall in a heap. To be honest, so I, I just I can't see them coming close to the Raiders. They might put in you know 30, 40 minutes, um, but uh, Raiders are just got too much going on and well coached. Very well coached, um, very competitive, yeah. very tough, and they showed that last week. They were very resilient against the Broncos. Uh, they they defended their hearts out in the first half, kept it to reasonable, and then John Bateman comes out and carves them up <laughs> to shreds as he does. As he does. What a what an in he is has been for them, and um, I, I like Nickel Clockstad, White and Williams and, oh, yeah. and Saliva Havili, and also Starling when he comes on. He's a good young yeah, player. Yeah, he is. Actually. So they've they've got that. Even though they don't have um, Josh Hodgson, they've still got a really good um, hooking combination. Not the same, but. Uh, Look, I think it'll be closer than you think, Steve. I think the Titans will give a good account of themselves, but I think the Raiders have got too much class. Yeah. And the Raiders are eyeing off top four. Yeah. They're, they're not going to want to lose this one. And look, they've got mental toughness, these blokes. I oh. really do believe it. Like, you know, Croker, Kotrick, Whiten, Williams, Whitehead, you know, they're, they're, they're tough mentally. Oh, they're tough. They're you not going to give it up. No. I, I love watching Jack Whiten, you know, and he's... His passion and his talk on the field, and mm. um, yeah, it is a big lad too. So um, he's a bit of a machine. He is, yeah. And I'm looking forward to watching him, and also um, watching the Titans because I've enjoyed watching them play this yeah, year. I think I they've have played some really good football. I don't think it'll be any different. I, I think they'll give a good account. West versus Roosters uh, Saturday at Leichhardt Oval. This is a huge game for the Roosters. They're a bit, they're a bit all over the shop, aren't they? A, oh, for for their standard, I I think, um, um, and they they've, injuries though they've they got, do have so injuries. Many. Yes, mm. here's a good thing. Morris for them. Morris and where Joe Hargraves are back. Yeah, um, that's that's a good sign. And Nat Butcher shifting to the second row. So I think they're going to get a lot out of that. I was uh, now Sam Walker's been named on an extended reserves bench, which is good for him. Gee, He's yeah. not far off uh, getting a go, um, but. Uh, Trent Robinson's gone with Drew Hutchison and Kyle Flanagan to come in for Keary and Lamb, who yes. both got injured. So they're going to miss Keary, but they do get Jared uh, JWH back, which is a big, big in. Um, the Tigers scraped home against the Bulldogs. They're unchanged at this stage for, for this week. So Luke Brooks getting them over the line in a in a tight one. But look, defensively, yeah. if they turn that up, they won't beat the Roosters. No, I don't don't think they will. But um, Cleary out is a, is a big out. That's a Keary, big. Keary, yeah. yeah. He is a big out. Yeah, yeah for for the Roosters, uh, we see what he does. He he directs that team around, and and it looks good. Um, you know, Jared Reed Hargraves is back, but um, oh, yeah, you put the two together. Morris is back. Oh, I just think the um, the Tigers. I mean, they'll compete, um, but I don't think they'll they won't have the edge to 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 beat the Roosters. No, I think the back five for the Roosters and also their forward pack is still very impressive. Yes. And uh, there's a big challenge ahead here for Kyle Flanagan to see what he can do. He, he'll be the chief playmaker in this team. Uh, so it's a big, big one for him. But I think the Roosters... Yeah, same yeah, job. It's a big game for them, though. They can't, it is. They don't want to give the Raiders that, that jump on them, that's for sure. Because they're about to play each other in a few yeah, weeks, yeah. which will be a big one in determining who finishes in the top four. Okay, um, the Rabbitohs, um, 31-30 winners over the Cowboys. Um, really interesting. Um, just a few little insights I gleaned uh, about what they were able to achieve. So 
they um, they went up there to Townsville with a mindset of whatever it takes. They're not coming home without the two competition points yep. under Jason Demetrio. <clears throat> At halftime, I believe the um, Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds said, you know, look, just keep it simple. No, no more errors out of yardage and no, yeah. no more penalties. And they had that belief. So the last set of six, when they get to, um, uh, what was the score? It was 30 all, right? So they, yep. uh, Reynolds has kicked the penalty. And the last set of six was their best set of six for the forwards. That says a lot about their mental state. Um, all of those forwards played the, the middle. Yes. Had a big role in getting them up uh, the other end. And uh, then Reynolds slots the field goal. So that's well, that's well, really good, um, I think, messaging too. So they kept it simple and did the job. Kept it simple. Got and, it done. And they were ready whatever the whatever the, what the game was going to bring. So they were ready. And the main thing was they were ready to play 80 minutes. And they did that. But as you said, their last set for that field goal was probably their best. And they saved that. So they even after 80 minutes plus, they still had that in them to get away, work towards that um, field goal and get away with the win. Mm-hmm. So mentally, uh, they were set you know, correctly. And that just goes back to you know, the way they're coached. Um, you know, Wayne, even though Wayne wasn't there, Demetrio has this, obviously the same... Um, beliefs that Wayne has, so it, it, they're just they're mentally tough, and mm. there's just a, there's a, a few handful of teams that just don't have that at the moment. Um, so that all goes well for them going forward. Well, they need to fix their defence because yeah. you can't defend like yeah. that and, and win comps. But um, they certainly can score, and they did that nicely. But I love the way Tatola, uh, Burgess, and Kalamatangi just approached that last set of six. It was just fantastic. And Reynolds, he's the sharpshooter par excellence, uh, that's for sure. So they, they host Manly, who were gallant and, and unfortunate to, to lose to the Knights. They gave it everything. Um, now, Manly must win this game. Otherwise, yeah. uh, they're, they're four points behind Souths. If they lose, they'll go six, which will also be more like eight because of their yeah. four and against. So this is like a grand final for Manly. I expect them to come out and play with everything. Well, they and did Marty that. Marty Tapau's back at prop. They did that last week, didn't they? they, they you know, they did gas themselves a bit last week with, with the way they played but you don't expect any different for them um, you know whether that be a telling this week uh, against um, the Rabbits I'm not sure I think it'll be a tight one mm, it's at ANZ Stadium look I'm going to tip South Sydney yes. only just though uh, I just have a feeling <coughs> that this is the, because this is a grand final for Manly we're going to see them come out and play uh, some pretty good football which they did last week they, they were good last yeah, they week were good. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm backing the Rabbits too, John. Yeah, just in, in another tight one. It might be an Adam Reynolds field goal again. Uh, Sunday, we've got the Bulldogs hosting the Warriors. Um, neither of these sides can make the eight. Um, Will Hopawade is back at fullback. He's going to add a lot to the Bulldogs, uh, that's for sure. Um, and the, the, um, the Warriors have got this team that they're throwing out there with all those uh, players unavailable. They're still giving a decent account yeah. of themselves, though. So... I mean, the Bulldogs showed plenty in that game against West Tigers in, in attack. They certainly, they, they certainly well, they, helped they, a lot. Well, they tried that um, the new halfback. I uh, thought he went well. I, I can't... Yeah, well, he's, he's, he's been re- re- revived. Jack revived, Cogger, Jack yeah. Cogger. Cogger. So, but he actually had a very good game, and you know, he took the line on, um, and he created some opportunities for, for Canterbury. I, I think they've sort of lacked that a bit over the past couple of weeks. But um, And Hopper Whitehall at it, that's for sure. Yeah, so look... I'm, I'm going to back Canterbury. Um, they'll get a win. Um, 
I suppose, out of this game. And you can't take anything away from the Warriors, though. They, they, what's happening with them during the year? They're still playing some good footy. Mm. Okay. Well, the, the news. I'm tipping Canterbury as well in this game. I think uh, it's going to be interesting if they win and the Broncos lose. So the Broncos would be in last position. Yeah. I think Canterbury's been better than the Broncos, to be honest. Yeah, they I have think been. they probably deserve to be. Yeah. Um, not, not they don't deserve to be last. The Broncos, I guess, had those early wins in the before yes. COVID uh, nineteen yeah, the- break. Okay, I'm tipping Canterbury in the final games. Knights v Cowboys. Now, Callum Ponga, he's showing us week in week out, or just the last few weeks in particular, what he can do. Yeah. And when he when he hits the go button, um, like he did. The other day, um, that, uh, setting up that match-winning yeah. try, so he's really starting to deliver on all that promise. Yeah, and that's great for them. Um, you know, they he's sort of been a, you know, for his for his stand, he's he's been quiet, but he's he's come back in the last few weeks, and um, I, I think the way they've got that set up now um, with the new five-eight, and they've got um, Mitchell Pearce, I, I think that just frees him up, you know, and. They they got a good forward pack too uh, that that work really hard. Um, I, I think they they're set up for a good finish to the season. And of course, they had that disappointing trip to North Queensland where they they got ambushed in the first half. That won't happen this time. It's at Newcastle. It's the Cowboys are going to have to do the travelling. Mm. Uh, Hammersad Tabuwe Fado is just playing some the hammer <laughs> is playing some magnificent football. I really love watching him. Yeah, so drink so. water. Beautiful uh, kicking game last week. He, yeah. he laid on some tries. Um, there was a lot to like about the Cowboys, but uh, obviously Josh Hannay was very disappointed with the way they finished. He, he said it was really dumb. Um, they, they did do some silly things at the back end of that game. But Michael Morgan, um, he had a good game, I thought. He, he broke, well, I love seeing him break. He's very strong. He broke oh, those yeah. tackles to score. Good to see. Yeah, it is good to see because he, he didn't he didn't have a good game the week before. No, he didn't. Back, no, and he no. even admitted that. And So he had something to prove. And, and, look, we all know how good a player is and wouldn't take him long to get back into some sort of form. So you'd think he'd be even better again this week. Um, but, you know, are they going to be good enough down there in Newcastle? I don't think so. Um I think Newcastle, obviously, across a park, probably haven't covered. They do. They do. And they're, they're starting to really warm to their task, uh, yeah. the Knights. Once again, they'll be eyeing a top-four spot too. It's really coming down to uh, five five yeah. teams going for the, the, the that fourth spot. It's a real battle. There's it only is. two points between. Makes it a good... Uh, eighth and, and, and the Roosters. Makes it interesting, mate. So, you know, that, that's what you want uh, coming towards the end of the season. Um, you know, all these teams battling away, especially for that top four. Mm. Um, so, you know, but then there'll be a little battle down the end for the top eight as well. <laughs> so. Well, it's not like the English Premier League where the, to, to finish in that spot and get a Champions League uh, gig is worth mega millions. It's yeah. not that, but I'll tell you what it is. It's essential if you're going to win the comp. Oh, so yeah. the, the five teams battling for that one spot know that the, that if they don't get it, they probably got Buckley's. They probably got Buckley's, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're going to no. be in sudden death footy after playing 18 weeks straight. Yeah, that, I think that's too much to ask, isn't it? To, yeah, to win, you got to win four in a row. You got to be special. You got to be a special team to do that. Yeah. Um, 
So you've played in one of them, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> but no, I missed that. I missed half of them because I was I got a broken jaw. But um, oh, in '93, I watched that team do it, and then I came back in the prelim. So I got the yeah, I got the I got the right. little Wayne cherry did, on the top. <laughs> Wayne did you a favour, didn't he? Instead of you, if you get yourself together, you can. Uh... Yeah, but the Broncos that year were amazing. Coming from fifth, um, I watched those first two the semis, and it was just amazing. Um, mm. And I was ready to, you know, I was pumped to get into that prelim against, we played the Doggies, uh, but then went through and uh, just a relief grand final win, as I say that one was. Mm. It was just like, all the boys were just like, we got it, thank God, um, you know. But, yeah, but it was a lot of hard work for that team. You know, we had injuries like Terry Madison, we thought he was gone with the shoulder injury, but he came back. Um, you know, so mm. it was just yeah, a lot of things that were against us. So that was four in a row in the in the in the top five era. Yeah. So uh, we haven't seen anyone win four in a row in the top eight. No, era. No. 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 Canterbury did in '95. What did they do? They came, didn't they? Come from uh, outside the top eight, but it was a different, it was a different sort of structure then. Yeah. I have to go back and look yeah, at that. Look I, I fancy Canterbury. Yeah, but in, in since the top eight came in. Um, no one has um, has won from outside the top four. No, no, I don't think there has been. No, so um, I think that's not going to change this year. No, because it's too hard. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, Steve. Well, we've gone through um, the, our tips. We'll see if the Broncos. Are you going to the game on Friday night? No, I'm not, mate. Um, no. Okay. No. You'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there watching it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it's always a good game, the Dragons and the Broncos. Yeah, it's it got, is. It's got such a rich history. Oh. Going back to the '92 Grand Final, obviously. Um, oh, we, we even prior to that, we we always got a good crowd um, mm. at a the old ANZ Stadium, um, and they got good support, uh, I think. And it's probably because of the Coin Boys. <laughs> so they had a couple of Queenslanders playing in there, and um, they used to all come down just from down the road from Sunnybank. All, all the uh, all the coins. All, all the coins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Steve. We'll talk next week. Yeah. Thanks, Joe.